Amen. I appreciate everybody coming back tonight and uh, appreciate the songs, the testimonies, and I hope and pray you've obeyed the Lord. I surely don't want to get in nobody's way. I want you to have victory in the Lord. Amen. But if you have your uh, Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 11. Just feel my spirit, this is where the Lord wants us to go. I thought earlier in the week I would uh, preach or teach on having a grateful spirit, because sometimes ungrateful spirit, because sometimes we get in that condition and we forget our blessings, but God's directed me a different way tonight. Uh, Acts chapter 11, verses 25-26, if you're staying for the reading of God's word when you find it, to reverence the word, found your place, say amen. amen. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus, Tarsus for to seek Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people and the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch notice that and the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch let us pray pray for us if you can father in Jesus name we come to you Lord we ask you father to help us for the next few moments God what you've laid upon our hearts it may be an encouragement it may be a help Lord and may it speak to us Lord and most of all God if someone needs salvation I pray tonight will be the night Lord they realize they need a savior and they'll come and give their heart right with you Lord I pray in Jesus name we pray amen if you can you can be seated but uh, this come on my heart earlier today and uh, as we were thinking and I, I just thought about us as Christians being you know all the different things that uh, you all have done tonight through song, through testimony. And I was just thinking, man, ain't it great to be a Christian? Yeah, right. Isn't it? I mean, I believe Peter tells us we're peculiar. We're a, a, a peculiar bunch, a royal priesthood. And uh, we should be different than the world because we've been transformed. And, uh, and I read these scriptures and, you know, the Bible said they were first called Christians. And uh, a good biblical definition of Christian is it means a real disciple of Christ, uh, one who believes in the truth of the Christian religion and studies to follow the example and obey the precepts of Christ. And when I, when I got to thinking about that, God stirred my heart and my mind. And I, I just got a thought, and this is what I want to preach. I don't know how long I'll be before you, but I want to preach on why would you want to be a Christian? Why? If somebody asked ask you that, you don't have to say it out loud. What would you tell them? What would you say? Wow, man, I know I've got some thoughts here, but first of all, I'm going to call time out and go, I'm telling you because he set me free. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been set free from the bondage of sin. I'm telling you, when you're sitting in a church out like you're condemned to die and you get right with God and you get saved, born again, what a liberty, what a freedom. Amen. I'm telling you, uh, uh, that's why uh, Mama Frida gets over and gets happy because she's been saved. Uh, uh, that's why we get up and sing is because we've been saved and uh, we've trusted Christ. But uh, I want to uh, give you a few points and we'll go home. But number one, why would you want to be a Christian? Because number one, God requires you to be a Christian. Let me give you scripture for it. John chapter 3, verse 16. Out of the 31,000 verses, this is the most evangelized uh, verse in the whole Bible. You know it by heart, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. For God so loved the world. That means he loves you. He loves me. Put you in there. It don't matter who you are. Black and white, it don't matter. You're all precious in his sight. It don't matter what color, what background you are, what your problem is. God loves you. Amen. He loves you. He cares for you. For God so loved the world that gave us 
have to go to heaven by God's way. You've got to become a Christian by God's way. And when I was looking about biblical definition, you know, it seemed, you know, it also had the, the definition thought of sometimes you can be called a Christian because you come from a Christian nation or you become from Christian parents. No, 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 beloved. You've got to be born again yourself. You've got to become individual and realize that you need God. And God requires you to be saved. And like I said there, Jesus said in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man come to the Father except by me. And I'm so glad for the preached word of God, whether I do it, Brother Terry, or Pastor does it, or any other man of God. I'm glad somebody preached to me what the said the word of God. Because you're begotten by the word. The word of God goes out and it speaks to the heart. I believe it's Hebrews 4, 12, that it's sharp and two-edged sword. It cuts going and comes. It'll show you who you are. Our preacher this week said, you know what the word of God does? When it's where you're reading it, it's the only book. get uncomfortable with that but I'm glad somebody showed me I need Jesus hallelujah I'm glad of that aren't you but God requires it not only that number two we are all sinners and guilty before God I'm glad it's level at the cross and you say what do you mean preacher I can see it there in Luke chapter 23 I believe it is Luke 23 you see the Fear God, for we're in the same condemnation. Yeah. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Yeah. I'm guilty. Right. My God, somebody ought to help me. Yeah. I'm glad I was guilty. What would I do? What can I do? He said, I'm guilty. But he said, There, remember me. Remember me. He's saying, Save me. I want to be one of those Christians. I don't know. He's seen something in Jesus on that cross. This is a man that's willing to pay the price. This is a man that's willing to die. My God, somebody ought to say, Glory to Lord. I'm glad the Lord saved that like me. We're all sinners. It doesn't matter where you come from, it don't matter what your background. God loves you. God died for you. God paid the ultimate price. I hope everyone's here saved tonight. I don't know, but I want to tell you this. If you're not, you ought to get saved. But if you are saved, you ought to say thank you, Jesus. Tell somebody else about Jesus. Not only does God require it, not only are we all sinners and guilty before God. Number three, I like this. God wants a relationship with you. God wants a relationship with you. I remember February 3rd, 1997. Y'all might get sick of that date, but I won't. Because that's the day I met Jesus. That's the day I got a relationship with him. I mean, I see people up here sing. I'd see preachers preach. I'd see people testify. I'd see people run the aisle. But Sister Kim, I was like, that don't mean nothing to me. Why did folks do that? Why did my mom cry? Why did they, why did they shout? I don't understand. Well, February 3rd, 1997, I realized they had met Jesus. I realized they were Christians. They were following his precept. They were following his word. And guess what happened? I began to do what they did. Uh, that don't make me saved. But I'm telling you, we're a special bunch. I trusted in him. Let me give you scripture for that. But God 
Notice this, Romans chapter 5, at verse 8, I believe it is. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. He says, but God commended. You know what's that mean, preacher? He demonstrated it on Calvary. He showed you how much he loved you. Every time I look at Calvary, I can see him looking in the future, saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He was saying that to you, Aaron Tate. Uh, he was saying that to you all. He was saying to you, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I want them to become a Christian one day. I want them to trust in the finished work of Calvary and the blood of Jesus. And he demonstrated his love on Calvary. Notice that. He said his love towards us. And while that we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now let me, let me, that puzzles me. I'm wretched. I'm dirty. I'm not sinful. I'm not good. The Romans preached. He said, no, God, I'm not good. I'm good. Amen. But Jesus made the ultimate price. And he wants a relationship. I tell you, I can park here and just put her in neutral or put it right here. I can stay here the rest of the night. Do you really ever grasp the love of God? The love of God, I'm telling you, it's unreal what God loves us. You're saved by grace through faith. Not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Lest any man should boast. It ain't of works. I can't work my way to heaven. I trust it in Jesus. And He loved me. Oh, how He loved me. I know we sing that in the red hymnal, the love of God. And I believe it's the last verse. If you look here in your red hymnal, it talks about a man who was in a sane asylum. He wrote that last verse about the love of God. If I could make, I believe, a stalk or a pen and take the ocean and make it the ink, and I'd write the love of God, I wouldn't be able to get to it. My God, oh, hallelujah, the love of God. I'm telling you, it goes farther than a mother. It goes farther than a daddy. Oh, I believe it's Proverbs or Psalm 27. It says, when your father and your mother forsake you the Lord will take you home uh, I'm telling you with the love of God I just can't get that out of my heart God's love he loves you I'm telling you how he can set you free how he can make you feel whole make you worth living give you hey he'll do more than Ajax will wash off he'll do more than what Mr. Clean do he can wash you like you said our sins are gone brother gone set free victory we've won Huh? Not only that, I want to go on. Here's a good part. Not only after you give your life to Christ, you look what this is. God has a plan for you and a purpose for your life. What? Did I ever think February 3rd, 1997, I'd be behind this sacred desk preaching God's unfallible holy word? No way. And he said it was on fire. And what Jeremiah said, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. Yeah. And when I think about how God loves me and how he died for me and how he cares for me right. and how that he, he shed his love at Calvary, I'm telling you, that's why we go is for God, not for ourselves. Huh? But God has a plan and a purpose. Let me give you scripture. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct you past. He'll direct you past. If you'll trust him, if that's one thing I can say to the young people, let him use you, let him mold you, let him make you. Be what God would have you to be. 
Amen? Not only that, why would you want to be a Christian? Number five, God, here's the best part. Here's the best part. God wants you in heaven. Do you know that? This might be, some of you all young, younger won't know what this, but it used to be years ago, there was a little symbol that come out, a man was dressed in an American flag, I believe it was called Uncle Sam. You know what he'd say? He'd say, he wants you. Talking about the army, the military. Well, I'm here to tell you, God's standing here tonight saying, I want you. I want you. You mean preacher, he'll take me? Oh, yes, he'll take me. Oh, you know, sometimes in society and in different circles, I'll be honest with you, Dennis, I'm not wanted. There'll be times people don't want me in their circle. They don't want me in their company. But I'm glad I'm going to a land and a country where I'm wanted. Abraham said, who's builder, maker's God? He's not that country. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Let me give you scripture. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. That means you and that means me. Thank God I'm glad it's level at the cross. What do you mean, preacher? Revelations chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. And I'm about to come to a close. John, John the Reverend said, I saw a new heaven. God wants you. God wants you. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven, the first earth were passed away, and there was no more a sea. And I, John, saw a holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down from out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. Do you know if you're in the bride of Christ, he saw you? Have you made your reservations? Have you RSVP'd? Did John see you? Did you ever think about that? John saw you. Huh? You say, preacher, I'm not sure. Get under the blood. Get under the blood. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. I love that, don't you? God wants you tonight. He said he will dwell with them. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be with his people, and God himself shall be with them. Here, listen to this. And God shall be their God. And God shall wipe away all their tears. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow. Somebody ought to just shout right there. He's talking to you, church. My goodness. It ain't Alabama. It ain't Virginia Tech. It ain't Tennessee. Lord God would know that. It's heaven. It's heaven. Heaven. And he said there, he shall wipe away all their tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor cry, neither shall there be any former pain. And the former things are passed away. And he sat upon the throne and said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, I'm the, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that's a thirst, the fountain of water of life freely. And he that overcometh shall err all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. And that's awesome. That's awesome. That's the promise we have if we've trusted in Jesus. But let me stop here. It's been great. We've got icing and uh, the cake tonight, but I want to tell you something. Next few verses, some of the heartbreaking verses. As beautiful as heaven's going to be, as sweet as it's going to be, hell's a reality. You can preach on heaven all day, but you've got to tell people about hell. There's a literal burning place where people go. 
And he said, I didn't read it to you. It's not God's will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God, Deuteronomy 32, I believe it is, or Ezekiel 32, he said, God hath no pleasure in the death of the wicked. God don't want you to go to hell tonight. He gave you the best. He gave you the best. He didn't give you second class. He gave you his darlings. Oh, how he loves me. We love him because he first loved us. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friends. You're more than friends. You're his bride. You're his bride. He loves you. And one day in that great city, you're going to walk down that new Jerusalem. We're going to be the bride of Christ. Are you going to be there? But notice this. He said, but John said, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idlers and all liars shall have their part in the lake which fire which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That's sad. That's sad. But you know today, men and women, boys and girls that have come to the age of accountability, they're dying lost every day. If we'd, split, we'd think about it, if we'd think in the split seconds, we're in this service, how many's being called out? I'm just being honest with you. I'm not trying to scare you by no means. God knows your heart, my heart. I wouldn't, but I want to tell you, make things right. I'm telling you, if you have peace with God, oh, it passes all understanding. I'd like for Sister Condi to come if she'd play something softly tonight. That's what was on my heart. I pray that everyone stand, every head bowed, and every eye closed.